Welcome to the Jacqueline Shaw Show. This is a space where we go deep, deep within, deep within where you access the sacred wisdom within you, where my truth and the truth of the women I bring on this podcast create a remembrance within you, within your soul, within your energetic field. Here, we don't look outward, we go inward, because in my world, it's always about taking you deeper in, in where your truth lives, in where your power resides, in where your soul knows. Welcome and get ready to go to the depth with me. Let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Jacqueline Shaw Show. Wow, we, I just already feel like we're just in for such an episode today because I'm already coming into this episode with like the biggest smile on my face and giggles. And I have a dimple here with me today. And we just always have the most incredible conversations. And what I love so much about our conversations is that there's depth, there's richness, and there's so much joy and laughter and like the hilarious stories. Right before we hit record here, I just went to just there's some work happening outside my house. And so I went to just be like, not the time and realized I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just like walking around with no pants on, like just sitting here and we're recording and we're just like already having a time. So welcome. This is the vibe you're entering into. So Dimple, as we dive in, can you share, I mean, I have had such a pleasure of really getting to know you and getting to know you well over the last, like really like eight months or so, seven, eight months um, when you came into the Devoted Mastermind last spring. So we've got to work so closely together. We've recorded a podcast for your podcast, which we had an incredible conversation. And so I feel like I've gotten to know you so well, and I get to know about all the magic you bring into this world. For those who are listening right now, who may be their first time crossing paths with you, share Dimple with us. Oh, Jack, thank you so much. Yeah, I jumped into your devoted mastermind and it just, it's its who I am. The way I jumped in, I literally was magnetized to one episode uh, session of one of Mel- Melanie's programs and I hadn't seen any of the other sessions. I just felt magnetized to jump into your, your, I didn't even know it was you. Honestly, there was just something that and you were on. And you were talking, and the next thing I know, I've invested into your devoted mastermind. And that just really sums up who I am. Like I'm such an energetic being that I just feel whatever's right, and I go for it. And for some people, that would seem crazy. And for a long time, it was for me, because I wasn't presenting as my truth of who I am. And I've reflected back on my life and the best and the most boldest decisions have always been the right ones for me and the ones where I've tippy-toed and been unsure and listened to what everybody else has said just take me 10 times longer so who I am is somebody who absolutely is guided to go where others fear (laughs) and I fear also at times (laughs) honestly um honor the truth and the human in me because I don't always get it right and I don't expect to I even Mm. had some comment on how how you know I need to raise my standards with my spelling on my posts and I just 
felt deep compassion for that person because at one point I would have been irritated with that as well, and I was. And now I just think, oh, do you know, I'm so in flow. I don't even see the imperfections at times. <laughs> I love that. And right there, I mean, I feel like this, as you're sharing, like to, to sum you up, and I mean, and how can we ever really sum up all that we are in a few moments, in a few words, but you know, I often refer to this as like not being willing to deny my soul. And I feel like this is where you and I connect. Like you, you move and you're in such a state I find of allowing, you know, really allowing and trusting in and not needing to get it right the first time and not needing it to all look perfect. But you're like so willing to just like go where you feel called to go and to trust in what unfolds there. And it's like, that's like, like, this is life, right? Like, I'm here for the journey. I'm here for the human journey. I'm here for the soul journey. And you show up, you know, oftentimes, like, you show up and you're on video and you, like, look like this rock star and, like, you're so fabulous and you're, like, your hair and your glasses and all of the things. And you have such a, like, this energy and this presence about you that, to me, is so just captivating and magnetizing. And then, like, the inside matches the outside in the sense of like, you just are who you are and in that ownership and in the boldness and in the like, this is who I am is the feeling I always get when I'm in, in your presence. Like this is just like, I'm just really getting the real you. Thank you. I really value that witnessing of me because that has been a lifetime's journey. It wasn't always that way. And it has really been a lifetime's journey of pain and pleasure and real inner work. I mean, I, I support executives with their relationships, with intimate relationships, with their work relationships, all, all sorts of things, energy healing, the whole thing. I can't, I can't sum up in one word what I am per se or what I do. But even just prior to this podcast, I had a conversation with my husband, which was like, I need you to leave now because I need this podcast and book this space. Did I say it in the best frequency? Did I say it in the kindest way? No, I didn't. And that's the truth of life, right? Sometimes we just are human. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, we have to manage us. They have to manage themselves. And even this morning, I had this realization that actually me allowing my standards to drop in order to take care of somebody else's, whoever that may be in your lives, for me, it's my husband in this moment, really is doing myself a disjustice and doing him a disjustice because I'm robbing us both of the opportunity to grow in that moment. And this has been my life's work. And it's only just, I can't even believe it, it's only just cemented solidly in the last 12 months as I've been in my 50th year of, holy shit, I was raised as an Indian girl, raised by Indian family, incredible mother, and yet always allowed herself to be last. Always. And still loved unconditionally, even in the most traumatic situations that most would remove themselves from. And she tried two, three times by attempting her life. And all that coding gifted me and yet held me back 
in the unpacking of it, I get the opportunity to unpack, to unpack, to unpack, so that I can then teach you. So that it's not decades for somebody else to learn this. That for me is the juice. Yeah. And right there, I mean, I'm sure that this is not just a one sentence answer, but in that space right there, like I just felt such truth in that, like, oh, so that it doesn't take like decades and decades and decades. Like if you were able to like say like one thing that you know now that would allow you to like shorten that time span, what would that be? It's a great question, Jack. Thank you. What it would be is really get to understand who you are now in this moment because it's forever changing and it's okay that it changes. But what's your truth right now? Mm. And are you able to hold in that truth no matter what? I love that because like that gets to grow with us, right? It's like, what's your truth right now in this moment? What are you experiencing right now in this moment? What do you know right now in this moment? And so it means there's no need for like the shame, the guilt, the punishment about what you did yesterday or last year, not knowing what you now know. And it's like, if I know what I know right now, and I know that I didn't know what I know right now or within this experience, like what, you know, it's changed from a year ago. Also, I don't need to like figure out and predict where I'm going in that sense. I don't need to worry about like not knowing what's going to happen in the next year or if I'm going to be able to hold it or figure it out. Because if, if you are in that experience in a year, it's because you actually already do know. You already yeah. can hold it. But that's that next level. That's, that's that next edge of growth for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I love what you said about not needing to know for the future in a year's time, because then you're, you know, you when you're there, you'll know, <laughs> right? When you're there, you'll know. And so many times, I mean, my dad, honestly, he, I, we travel a lot and we love to travel and we love to not plan either. So we just get an idea, I get an idea and then we just figure it out something happens and like so I had an idea that I wanted to be in Florida for a while because well I wanted to see whether I wanted to live here because I like being in this time zone a lot of my clients are in this time zone I just have an affinity for here and I just happened to name a, a place that I wanted to be and I left it out there and I thought hmm, it'd be lovely to do that after I was invited to a, a beautiful event with Dr. Joe Dispenza in Mexico and I thought it'd be just lovely to just have three months just moving around Florida seeing where we want to go what we want to do and bless my husband he's so used to being open with me he's so used to not confining me in a box he's actually very much like that with me he's like let's just not plan and we are in that stage now where we can our children are grown up and my dad was like, so where are you staying? What are you doing? What's your plan? Like, I'm like, Dad, I don't know yet. He's like, how do you not know? I said, how long book flights or anything yet? I don't know. And two weeks before we were due to leave Mexico, I had this hunch to just message a dear friend who's in Florida. And I just said, we're going to be in Florida. When are you there? When are you home? I know they flip between different homes. And I was like, when are you home? I'd love to meet you. Well, well, you know, I'd love to connect. Anyway, the next thing I know, the message to say, we're not home, 
the whole of February, but use our place, use our condo. It's right by the ocean. It's the exact place that I was kind of yeah. thinking lovely to. Well, you you showed me the view before we started recording here. And I'm, so I'm already like in this zone with you. And I'm like, yes, of course. Of course, that's how you landed in that space. Right? Because I wasn't capping my potential on what's possible. Well, and as I was saying that, as I was saying, of course, I, I want to be like very clear on why that energy is, of course, for you, because I know the way you live and I know the belief codes behind that. And so I know oftentimes, you know, people will often say this to me as well, like even yeah. you know, I'm in Costa Rica right now in the house that we're living in, we met the woman on the beach and, and it's hard to find long term rentals here. And so those people will often say, well, of course, like that would happen to you. And, you know, as you're sharing your story, that reminded me last year, my family was on a road trip and we were going from like Arizona and up through Sedona and through like Antelope Canyon and the Grand Canyon and Horseshoe Bend and over to Joshua Tree in LA. Like we just did this whole road trip. And my mother-in-law and her friend, before we left Arizona, we were like, we we're um, with them for the evening and they're like, okay, so like, tell us where you're going and what the plan is. And we're like, well, we're just going to get in the car and drive. And they're like, but where are you staying? And we're like, we don't know yet. And they're like, oh, but you're going to like Antelope Canyon. And you're like, you have that booked, right? And we're like, no. And they were like, well, you're not going to just be able to go. Like, they're like, we actually have a trip planned for there six months from now. But like, we had to book everything in advance because they're like, you actually like things get sold out. And I was like, oh, didn't even like consider that that was an option. And I did as we were driving, started to see, and it was like, oh yeah, you really are meant to book these tours in advance. And oftentimes if you show up, you just can't go, but we did. And we went and we did all the things that we wanted to do. And it's like, oftentimes there's this like, of course, like that's the way it works for you. But you know, the important part that I feel of of this conversation, it's not just because, oh, I'm lucky and things just like fall into my lap and that's the way it works. It's like, that's how I live my life. That's what I know we're all here to experience. Like I'm so open to receive all from the universe. I'm open to receive all the magic and all the miracles. And I believe in like, when I feel called to go certain places and to do certain things, like I truly believe that the universe is always conspiring in my favor. I love that, Jack. And and I love the fact that you've, you've raised this point. People say that to me as well. Of course, it happens to you. You're like magic. Everything you do is magic. And I want to stress the work that goes into having these belief codes, the work that goes into maintaining these belief codes, the constant navigating of the duality that can occur within our bodies in this state. And it gets easier, but it's like a muscle, right? Mm -hmm. And the desires and the requests get bigger and bigger and require more trust and even more letting go and even more courage and even more braveness. Well, and, and the other piece of this as well is, are there times where it doesn't work out exactly the way you wanted or thought? So like, I could have got there and be like, oh, yep, you know, can't go and see that thing that we wanted to go see or have that experience. And it's like, what do you do then? Do you get like mad at yourself? Like, oh, I should have listened to them. I should have thought this, you know, do I, do you start to go down this rabbit hole of all the things you should have done and all the things you did wrong? Or is there another element of trust here? Trusting in if that's not the doorway that's open for you right now, if that's not the pathway, like there's something else, there's something else. And this is like that, this or something better and really trusting in if something's not available for me, 
right now, like the universe is still conspiring in my favor. Yes, exactly. That underlying belief that you're always protected. And if it's a no, I firmly believe I'm being protected or redirected. I love that, protected or redirected. And I'm not putting any energy into why it didn't happen other than I'm being protected or redirected. Because it's futile, and I've done this for so many years, and it feels like banging my head against a brick wall. It's futile to spend time worrying and wondering what if and should I have and why did this not happen, right? It's futile. I also have this really strong belief as well that my soul is guiding me to what it needs to learn and how it needs to learn it. Mm. Again, like that level of trust is like my soul is always guiding me, not just my soul is always guiding me when it's like everything I want and all the manifestations are coming true. And it's like my soul is always guiding me in the wins, in the bliss, in the sadness, in the heartbreak, in the lessons, like my soul is always guiding me. Yeah. And that, you know, the example I wanted to give is a really potent one that will sound odd to those that are not necessarily hearing this 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 um, coding in, or living this coding in this way. But I believe, like, I had five miscarriages. I, I actually say five babies transitioned through me. Mm. And I really believe my soul guided me through that. I called that in to learn huge lessons on motherhood and the value of motherhood and the truth around how brilliant my body is, right? How brilliant those babies chose me for a moment, Mm. right? And that reframe right there takes all the charge and the sorrow. Did I grieve? Absolutely, I did. Was it hard? Absolutely. It took me at least... I would say eight years to get to this conclusion. Right? Yeah, I feel it too. And I've, um, I, I like the way you worded that. What do you say that three or five? So I'm saying three because three, three is my number in this. But what did you, what did you say that five transitioned through you? Yeah, transitioned through. Me. Okay. I like that. So I can say three transitioned yeah. through me in what you're saying here as well. Like, uh, yes, there was, you know, the grief and everything that comes along with that and the human experience of it as well. And also, I mean, the second time was like very clear. It was right before Sloan was born and, and my whole experience with my spiritual smackdown. It was like the timing there was very clear to me. And then the third too, like there were so many, there was so much became available for me with each experience, with each soul that transitioned through me as well. So I 1000% understand what you mean. Right. And this is the point. Yeah, you can manifest beautiful condos in Florida. And equally, you manifest the lessons of the transitions, the lessons of losing mom at 22, right? All those things. And for me, having this mindset, this reframe frees me up. Mm. It stops me from being frozen in time. I love that. I was literally reading a book this morning, Happier Than God. And I, I'm trying to remember the exact word that he used around around manifestation something, but it's literally in this essence of what we're talking about right here. 
I love that you read so much. It inspires me. Honestly, and like, I mean, I just got to like kind of bring you into the picture of this morning then. So last night when I was, you know, going, I've, I've been in resistance to writing actually, and I read so much, but I've been in a lot of resistance to writing currently. I've never been like a huge journaler. I'll go through like different phases and times where I journal and I write more, but it's been very like clear to me and like the call from spirit of like, Okay, like pen to paper. And one of my girlfriends like, well, like through your podcast and like through like, like there's so many transmissions coming through in voice. She's like, just voice note, you know? I'm like, no, it's very clear. Like I meant to write, like this is a time of writing. And so last night after my daughter slept with me and she fell asleep and one of my friends checked in, she's like, are you writing? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, and it's like, I've got this perfect setup. Like I lit a candle, like it's all moody in here. The wind was blowing. Like it just was like so beautiful. And I wrote and I wrote and I wrote and I wrote. And I often like to write at night, but I really like to read in the mornings. I like that to be like the first thing that I do when I wake up. And so this morning I was just like laying in bed reading. So as I said, I was sleeping with my daughter So I was like cuddled up with her and reading. And then my husband comes in and like cuddles up behind me. So I'm cuddling her. He's cuddling me. And I'm just sitting there reading. And for like half an hour, I just read in that way. But I would say reading is actually like my deepest spiritual practice. Like, because when I read, I just like have this instant remembering of like the truth living within me. I have this instant remembering of who I am, of who we all are. And a lot of the books that I tend to read are you know, the conversations with God book series. I read a lot of different books and from different people who've written a lot about Mary Magdalene. I read like the interior castle. So a lot of books that are, you know, from different, different lenses of connection with God mm-hmm. source spirit. And so in the reading of these books, it's always just this like pure activation for me in the mornings. And so even more so I would often say than through meditation even. And I meditate like very regularly, like pretty much daily. And really in the reading, there's like something so like sacred in reading these texts for me. So it inspires me because as you were saying that you had this block about writing, I have this block about reading. So I get inspired <sighs> when I hear you say, and you quote books. Because um, every time I've spoke to you, you have a quote, you've, you've read something, you like, and the place I'm in right now has the most magnificent books and so interesting. And yet this fear of picking one up and reading it fascinates me. Well, do you know the story of how I found conversations with God to begin with? Because I know, I mean, anyone who's listened to the show, they've heard me speak about conversations with God so much. And um, I think I've shared this with you. I haven't shared it publicly yet, but I'm just about to embark on a mentorship journey with the author of these books, which is just like incredible. Wow. Yeah, because I've been like, st- like these books come everywhere with me. They like sit beside my bedside table. Like there's one right beside me right now. I travel with them and I've literally been like studying these books for seven years. Like if you open these books, it's the women that came to my in-person experience in Costa Rica. Like I had the books like at their house that they're staying at. They could see like the pages folded over and the underline. And it's like, I read from these books daily. And so I'm really excited that that mentorship is beginning next week, actually. But how this book, like this book literally fell into my lap and like fell at my feet. So as you're saying there, I felt like I needed to tell you this story because I was in a cottage. So it wasn't my place. I was in a cottage that I had rented. So we were living there for the entire summer. 
but then we had to leave for one week in the middle. And so at this point, we had already been living there for like two months, at least, maybe even a little bit longer, three months. And the day before we were leaving for that week gap, I was like looking through the bookshelf, like for the first time, somehow I was looking through the bookshelf and this big, thick book like fell at my feet. And for those of you guys who are familiar with this book, it was like the trilogy. So it was three books in one, like that's how big it was. And I picked it up and it said conversations with God. And I was like, what the, I'm like, what is this? And for me at that time, like the word God was actually very, I don't know if triggering is the right word, but was just like, there was no connection for me with the word God. I grew up Catholic and and I pretty much decided when I was 11 that the way I was being, you know, what God was taught was like not really jiving with me. And so the word God just never connected with me, but yet here comes, opens this book at my feet that says conversations with God. And I open it up and I read one page and I was like, what is this? Like, I was so drawn in. I took a picture. I sent it to my best friend. I'm like, have you ever heard of this? And I started reading. And then I was like, oh, am I going to like take this book with me? Like when I leave for a week, I'm like, I'm coming back. But then I decided not to. And when I got back, the book was gone. I was like, I'll just read it when I get back because I'm going to be here for another three months. The book was gone. And so I actually had to be like, if if I want to read this, I have to buy it, which the significance of that, that it was like, okay, you're going to buy this book about God, not that you're just going to read it because it's there and available to you, but you're actually going to buy it. You're going to like choose it. And gosh, I mean, I haven't put it down since. And that was seven years ago. Wow. There is a book on that shelf that is calling to me. And it's it's fascinating because I had this story that, I mean, that story is just, yeah, all your stories I I percolate on afterwards. You know, even, <laughs> you, you know, the, I'll, I'll do the, um, the ski, right? The ski story. Uh, not ski, sorry. The surf. The, the, the surf, which I just shared. I just shared the whole surf story. So anyone listening is caught up because I just shared it on on the podcast as well. Okay, perfect. So this whole surf story, uh, right, about going into the sea. And I have this love-hate relationship with the sea in that I love it and I'm drawn to it. And I want to live in a place where I can see the ocean every day. And it really soothes my soul. And so yesterday I ventured to the sea and I was like, I'm going to go in the sea. I'm going to go in the sea today and I'm going to go every day in the sea while I'm here. And as I was stepping in, all these thoughts came through, jellyfish, stingray, sharks, because I'm in like Florida and and I even Googled what's in the sea in Florida before (laughs) I... Like, let me just like actually know. <laughs> right? I did the whole thing. And I'm stepping in. I'm going, I'm not even going swimming. I'm just gonna like kind of do a bit of this in the sea. But I wanted to do cold plunge as well. So that was like it was killing two birds with one stone, right? And as I'm stepping in, I thought, Pimple, Jack got back on that board and started surfing. She's going right in the sea, like where you can't even, you don't know how deep it is. It's not like a swimming pool. I'm having all these thoughts, right? It's not even a swimming pool where you can, it's measured how deep it is, right? She's going so deep that you can't even touch the bottom. That's how deep Jack goes in. And she hurt herself badly and she got back on that board. 
right? So I'm listening. I've got this whole commentary going on in my head, right? So anyway, I got in. I was so happy with myself. It was freezing. And I was just like, this is so good for my nervous system, so good for my lymphatic drainage, all the things, all the science was coming out, right? And then I took a breath. I was like, oh, I'm actually feeling the presence of this water right now and the gift that God has created this. And I'm always safe and I'm always protected. And I had that moment where everything paused. And so your story helped me get back in the sea. I love that. And I feel like as you shared that, like what really landed for me too, it's like, this is like a gift, you know, this is a gift from God, a gift from the universe. And this is what I feel like, you know, yes, the story was, and I shared it, like it took a lot, like there was so much fear. I was scared. It took bravery for me to go back out there, but there was no option of me not because when I'm out there, like I just feel the magic, you know, I feel the magic of the universe. I feel like there is, whether I'm even like catching a wave or not. And I often say this, like just to be out on that board in the water when like the sun is going down, like it is a feeling like no other. It's wild. And I don't think I'd ever appreciated it fully, except my soul keeps drawing me to the water. Well, this is interesting right there. Like, I don't think I've ever appreciated it, it fully. And this is like, how often do we do this, whether it's going into the sea, whatever it is, it's that we don't even fully appreciate the present moment. We don't appreciate the gift from God because there's so much fear. There's the what if, like what if there's a jellyfish right here? What if there is a stingray? What if there's all of the things? And it's so interesting because as you share your story, you know, I love the ocean and you cannot pay me enough to like go snorkeling or scuba diving or anything like that because I literally do not want to know what's in the water with me. I'm like, I just don't want to know. I like to like just feel like it's just me and the ocean. But yet I know like the time right after the surf accident, when I went to go out, a crab literally like clung on to my big toe. Like I've got crab marks from the claws, like digging into my foot. There's stuff there. When I'm out surfing, I see jellyfish all the time. I see stingrays, manta rays. Like there is stuff in this ocean. I know it's there, but I'm also just like choosing not to even like focus on that aspect. Yeah. And that's what happened for me the moment I switch my focus to the sheer presence of the energy, the sheer presence of the privilege, right? Mm. The sheer presence of the creator that has created this magnificent body of water that we get to be present in with, right? Yeah. And as you say that too, it's like, you know, back to the crab getting me. Cause I was thinking, I was like, oh gosh, now am I just going to go out and I'm going to have a story next week about getting like attacked by all the jellyfish or something like that. <laughs> but here's the thing. Like I didn't need to know the crab was like me worried about the crab getting me wasn't going to like the crab got me, you know? And so it's like, how often do we take ourselves out of that experience in that moment of what is available to us, that bliss, because we're worried about the like, one thing or the two things or the 10 things could go wrong, even when it's not going wrong. Mm, it's so true. And, you know, something else in line with what we're talking about today that's come through for me is this, as we're approaching Valentine's and romance and, and all that, 
You know, I get asked so many times, how do I get my man to romance me without asking and I'm sick of asking and all that. And that has been me for a, a long time um, prior to me doing a lot of this work. And even now from time to time, as we approach a different season in our lives. And I did an experiment this week and it was as a result of doing some work with Kevin, Melanie's husband, uh, Beyonce. He reframed romance for me in a very unique way in the, in a male perspective, right? And this might be something that you guys want to consider. I started to pay attention to how many times my husband romanced me in the day, right? That I didn't ask for. Within 20 hours and eight of those hours we were sleeping, I clocked 10 times that he'd done something for me in his frame of the world that was romance that I mm -hmm. had interpreted as romance. He always, he never lets me carry bags, ever. Even my handbag, if it's too heavy, he will carry my handbag for me. He always opens the door and lets me go first. I love this so much. It's like how... Like how much can you really bring yourself in to the present moment? How much awareness can you bring to what's already existing in your world? And here's the thing. It's like, well, I want to manifest this whole experience and this and that. And it's like, I mean, this is my feeling Like, God, the universe is there being like, wait, like you don't even like see what you've got right now. Like you're not even in gratitude for what's existing right now. And so it's like, can we be so aware and present to what is and call in more from that state not right. because oh what is here now isn't enough or isn't what I want or isn't working it's such yeah. a different frequency completely and what the wildest thing that happened in that 20 hours is in me noticing not even acknowledging just in me noticing and the energetics of me being in deep gratitude for this man like he literally makes my life so much easier just by doing what he does every day. And I hadn't paid attention in the depth that I was, in the feeling of the gratitude. I kid you not, I had two meals made for me without me asking, like extra, he, like I'm the cook. So I do, like I'm a clinical dietitian as well, right? So I do all the, I've always done all the cooking and balancing nutrition and all like making sure it's all, it's just my thing. I love food and I loved it. Right. And so that evening I finished a, a late call and I went into the kitchen and he prepared this meal. It was the nicest meal, balanced, nutritional. Like I was like, I didn't even know you could cook. Right. The next day I had a lie in, he came in, he gave me a cup of chai and it's Indian chai. So it's made in a pan. It's like there's effort putting in like the masala and getting it the right temp, all of that came and popped that on the, the side cabinet for me. I've made you a cup of tea. And then I woke up an hour later, had my cup of tea, woke up an hour later, then went into the lounge and he'd made the most beautiful breakfast. <laughs> like just in the shift in my frequency and my delight in being taken care for and received and receiving it all fully. <laughs> and I yeah. did not have to say thank you or I appreciate you or any of that. 
just my body language was enough. Yeah. And I feel it's just like also you opening up to like what you're available for in that receiving frequency. Mm. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And as I said, the word like in the receiving frequency, I'm also taking us back to the sea for a moment because in that receiving frequency, can we also share what happened when you got out of the sea? Once you were like, okay, I'll go into the sea and now I'll get out of the sea. It was hilarious, right? So I'm in the sea and I'm just like, I have the picture this, right? It's a beautiful, clear beach. Like it's the sand is so beautiful the sun is on my back and I'm just what I love to people watch so I'm just like I'm, I'm about to my like boob length boob height in the in in the sea so I can see and I can like I'm okay right it's, it's cold so I'm doing breath work at the same time and I'm just witnessing people walking back and forth right so there's probably about 20 people walking back and forth at any given it collectively I noticed this one woman and I felt her energy and she walked across and I wasn't in long five minutes and I as and normally I'm in about 20 minutes but something pulled me out of the water and I was like okay let me just go with this I really want to be in but I'm being pulled so I started to walk back out of the water and this woman turned around and walked back towards me and we both met at the same time on the beach and uh, she says to me, I can't believe you were in the water. And I said, I can't believe I was in the water either. I love it. It was cold. And she says, is it cold? I said, it is cold. I said, but I'm from England. So this is gorgeous. And she said, I just can't believe. Anyway, we got chatting. She's telling me about her life. And well, like within five minutes, she's told me everything about herself, right? And then she says, what do you do? And I told her what I did, and she said, oh, my God, I need to work with you. So I just literally signed up a new client so, <laughs> who's blocked down, who I'm seeing later on today. I'm like, I'll send you a link. She's paid. Like, it's it's done. Okay, so this is why I wanted to bring it back to this conversation because I didn't know the full details of it. I just knew you were in the sea and then you were out of the sea, out of the sea, and then there was a new client coming in. But this piece here, right? It's like the frequency that shifts when you are open and receiving and an awareness of, you know, with your man, the receiving that comes, like, it's like how we shift frequencies and how we shift in energetics when you are getting in the sea, even though it's like cold and then you have my voice in your head. And it's like, (laughs) we shift frequencies and we're, and we're shifting things all of the time. And when we shift the energy field around us shifts. And when we're in, you know, when we're brave, You know, when we're brave and we get back up on that surfboard, when we like go into the spaces, the water that's cold and it's feeling uncomfortable, when we start to bring awareness, when we start to notice, like everything shifts around us as well. And people often ask me, you know, they'll, they'll say, I talk so much about frequency and shifting frequencies. And they're like, well, like, what does that mean? And how do you shift frequencies so quickly? And I'm always like, it's really through awareness of right now it's awareness and and so oftentimes it's like well do you like look at all the reasons why you decided things in the past do you look at what's coming i'm like it's really about awareness in the moment it's like 
what's happening, what's truth right now in existence in this moment. Am I following that that nudge from my soul? Am I up in my head? Am I allowing an old story to live? If I'm noticing that there's like untruths coming into my energy field, like through those stories we tell ourselves, can I like bring such a high level of awareness there in the moment to be like, okay, that's not actual truth. Like that may be something that I that happened in the past. That might be something I'm fearing could happen right now. That might be something that even could possibly happen. But is it truth right now in this moment? No. And so then I don't give it any weight. I don't give it any value. It's like it doesn't get to live in my energy field. If I cannot sit here and tell you without a doubt that it is absolutely 100% true. I love that. And that right there. Is it 100% truth right now? Even coming out of the water, coming out of the sea, this split moment of, oh, I should stay in for 20 minutes because I've researched and that's the time. And and I last time I stayed in for 20 minutes, there was a split moment of that there. And that was the truth then when I did stay in and I did do all those things. And right now in that moment, the truth was that I wanted to get out of the water and I had no idea why. Now, had I waited 20 minutes, that woman would have crossed. Yeah. And we would not have connected. Yeah. So powerful, right? It's like, hey, can we trust in what we feel? Can we trust in what we're experiencing? And then see where we fall into, like, the shoulds or even, you know, right there. It's like, well, I I know this. I've been taught this. I've read this. I've I And even for you, you experienced, you experienced being in the water for 20 minutes and you know how good it felt. And if that's not what feels like what I want right now in this moment, can I also give myself permission to get out of the sea? Yeah. So how many times in your life do you do that where you, you should yourself and you second guess yourself and, and I've learned it takes so much energy. What I've found is it still happens, but the refractory time is quicker for me now. I can go actually, no, the truth right now is that I need to get out of the water. Well, and I think that's the big thing there that I was like also trying to highlight. It's there's no problem in the fact that that idea came in of like, maybe I should. There's no problem that the fear comes in. There's no problem that that past memory comes in. But then what are you going to choose to do with it? Are you going to choose to allow that to be the thing that leads? Or are you going to choose for who you are right now in this moment? And this is, you know, full circle into the beginning of that conversation of like, really like, so in the now, like, what do I see now? What do I choose now? What am I present to now? What am I choosing to experience now? And when I say choosing to experience now, like, this is part of the manifestation sequence. It's like, also like now, like, what is in my awareness now? What am I choosing now in this moment? I love that. And I love the way that, Jack, you brought around, because I hadn't connected the two dots. And I love the way that you did the whole piece on me expressing an open to receivership in my relationship actually meant that I was open to receivership in a new client, receivership in this accommodation. It's not just one area where you then have the ability to receive as long as you're open. Well, the way I see receiving too, is I look at it as like a receivership channel. I mean, this is my experience anyways, and my view and like how I literally visualize this for myself. There's not like 
one channel where I can receive from my husband, you know, one channel where I can receive in my business, another channel where I can, you know, receive help, another channel where I can receive love. Like, I'm like, there's a receivership channel. So am I open to receive like always in all the ways? And it's, it's this, it's like, so the more I'm open to receive love is also means that's the more open I am to receive gifts, the more open I am to receive money, the more open I am to receive help, the more I receive in my business. Like it's, it's all of it. It's like the more open I am to receive, the more I receive in all the ways. I love that. It's so profound. I hadn't actually witnessed the receivership channels as one. I'd segmented them into separate areas that, oh, I'm good at receiving love. Oh, I'm good at receiving money. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm working on receiving even upgrades. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I think we do this a lot, right? It's like, oh, I'm really good at receiving in this way. And oftentimes we say this, like, I'm good at receiving in this way, but I'm not good at receiving in that way. And it's like, not true. Like that is a story you're telling yourself. If you're good at receiving, you're good at receiving. Yeah. And so allowing yourself to then receive in all the ways. Ways. Love it. So good. Well, I feel like this brought our conversation right around. And so Dimple, thank you. Thank you for always just being who you are in this world and for this conversation. It has been such a pleasure to have you here on the podcast on the Jacqueline Shaw Show. For those of you who are listening, go find Dimple, your podcast. Well, I'm like, almost like, I want you to share with us about your podcast because I was telling one of my girlfriends on the beach the other day about your podcast and how like you just came out of the gates and how incredible it is beyond the words. Thank you. Yeah. This podcast was five years in the procrastination. That's what I say, because I literally have been ruminating on it for five years. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I literally procrastinated with it for five years. And then it came through so quickly, so fast. And within three months of launching it, it hit top 5% globally. Like this blows my frigging mind. And I'm having so much fun doing it. <laughs> like my sister said to me, how do you plan that? Like she, she's a huge fan. And she said, do you have like a schedule of what you're going to say and how you're going to say it? And I just went, I have no idea what I'm going to say. <laughs> Yeah, this, you and I both, it's like, this is just the like hit record. And oftentimes people like when they're coming on to do a podcast with me, they're like, what should I know? What should I plan for? And I was like, Nothing. just a conversation. Like we're having a conversation. There is zero planning required. So I love that's the way in which you operate too. And I'm so, I mean, congratulations. Like that is like huge and massive. And I'm so happy the world is hearing your voice in that platform and in that way such a delight thank you for being here so there's the podcast we can find you there and where else so i have facebook dimple thakra thakra's t-h-a-k-r-a-r and instagram is the same linkedin my website dimpleglobal.com all the all the usual usual all the places all the places okay well we'll link all of the places i'm always like you know for me it's like podcast insta and even though i have other things it's like those are the those are the places so we'll just find you in all of the ways so thank you thank you so much i love you and we'll chat soon Gorgeous. Thank you for being here with us, with me today. These conversations, these riffs, these transmissions are seriously life-giving. They nurture my human, they nurture my soul, 
these are the type of conversations I want more of, and I know you do too. I'm so happy that you're here. It's truly an honor for me to bring my voice to this space. I love you. I will see you back here next week. In the meantime, please come join me on Instagram, Jacqueline underscore Shaw underscore. And if you have women in your world that you feel would love this podcast too, I would be so honored, so deeply honored if you share it with them. I love you. I see you. I'm standing in sacred witness of all that you are. Thank you for going deep with me.